the miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you.
Christ upon your shame. There's deliverance, deliverance in Jesus' name. Good to be in church. We want to continue to pray for the ones that are sick, not able to be here. Remember Sister Quillen, Sister McKinley. We want to pray for Sister Cook. We want to pray for all the church family. Ask God to keep His hand upon us, protect us, and ask God to have His way in this service tonight because He's the kind of God that is mindful of His people, and we come to worship and praise Him. So, church, let's love Him tonight, if you would. God, we love You. Thank You for Your quest and Your petition, Lord. Sister Cook, touch her. Lord, God, you see every need, every petition, Lord. More than ever, remember the will of the Remember the will of the Bless Brother Luke. Have your way in this God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, have your way in this service. We're dependent upon you. Standing on your You may be seated if you like. If the brothers will put the offering pens on the altar, we'll receive the offering if you would. Glory. Again, Brother Looper's going to come at this time. Let's help him preach tonight. Brother Looper, preach to us. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? How many is really glad to be in the house of the Lord today? How many was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Church is a good place to be. Church is a real good place to be. Amen. Especially after you've been uh, out of church for a while. It's always good to be able to come back to the house of God. 
to glorify and to praise and to magnify Him because He is worthy. He's worthy of our very, 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 very best and absolutely nothing less than our very best. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Lord bless you today. You can be seated. We're so thankful for all of God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings, and uh, all that God has done for us, and uh, so thankful for all of God's many miracles that He has performed for us, and uh, looking forward to God doing more miracles for us. The unfortunate thing about miracles is, everybody likes a good miracle, But the unfortunate thing is there's got to be a problem before there can be a miracle. Amen. There's got to be a need, and God just shows up where the needs are. And uh, so we definitely need God to work miracles for us today. And uh, our prayers are with Sister Alice and their family, asking the Lord to touch her. And uh, we desperately need a miracle for her and uh, for Sister McKinley. And uh, good to see our daughter here tonight. And um, hate that it's under these circumstances, but we're praying that God would give Sister McKinley a miracle from heaven. And uh, you know what? What man deems as impossible is still possible with God. And I know that we're serving a miracle-working God. And uh, we're asking God very desperately to do just that. And we pray that God will. We want to pray. We want to pray especially for uh, Brother Chris Willis and his family tonight and tomorrow. Uh, Jim Willis passed away this week. I'm sure that most of you know that. And uh, they're having his wake tonight and his funeral will be tomorrow at 10 o'clock at Broussard. So anyone that can go over there and support Brother Chris and his family and uh, especially support them with prayer. It was sudden death and uh, was not expected. And uh, we ask the Lord to uh, help and strengthen them. I don't guess uh, death is ever easy, but it's a little bit more, or I guess you're a little bit more, uh, are not proper English, I don't guess, but we are able to, to uh, deal with it a little better when we have time to plan everything out. And uh, this come all of a sudden and uh, was not expecting it at all. So let's pray for that family. And uh, that funeral is tomorrow at 10 o'clock at Broussard. So remember that. Also, uh, Liz Wybarbo passed away. And uh, that is Brother Richard and Sister Wybarbo's daughter-in-law. And we are having a memorial service here for her uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock. That will be here at the church. And uh, so I hope that you have been praying for them, asking the Lord to help and strengthen them. And uh, we also, I just found this out tonight, and uh, or this evening right before church. I did not know this, and uh, I apologize for not making mention of this before, but it's hard to... Well, it's not hard to mention things you don't know anything about, but <clears throat> y'all catch on to that shortly. But <clears throat> anyway, uh, Brother Rick Perry, not the governor, but Brother Rick Perry that pastors in Warren, his son 
uh, got killed in an automobile accident. And uh, we want to pray for them and ask the Lord to touch that family and help them and uh, strengthen them. I think he was 40 years old and uh, he was pastoring a church and has a family. So let's pray for that church and let's pray for his family that the Lord would touch and strengthen them. We want to pray for Sister Cook. She went in for a procedure today. And the procedure went well and had some complications after that. And she's in the hospital tonight. So let's ask the Lord to give her a touch from heaven. And uh, this weekend, I will be out, supposed to be out of town uh, preaching this weekend. So Brother Duplessis will be here Sunday morning and Sunday night. So be faithful to the house of the Lord and uh, help Brother Duplessis preach. You know, if you wear him out too much on Sunday morning, he kind of wants to take it kind of slack on Sunday night. So y'all, y'all leave him a little bit of energy where he can preach both services. Or y'all just make up in your mind to come here and shout Sunday night. I'm sure that'll be okay with him too. But be faithful to the house of the Lord. And uh, let's, let's pray that God would help us and strengthen us. And, and uh, there's still so much chaos and confusion going on in this world. And we need the help of God. I want to uh, remind you, I made mention of this uh, before uh, all of this craziness started and uh, talked to you about uh, taking up an offering uh, to donate to the building project that is going on in, um, at Brother Burgess's church there in Carthage, Mississippi in uh, honor and memory of Brother Blake Burgess. And I told you about when he graduated from college, he took months off before he uh, went to work and uh, went to the church every day and dedicated his time to the church, working, trying to complete, help complete that building. And um, I thought it would be very nice for us to uh, take up an offering and give to them as a, just in memory of him and his dedication and his love for God and love for the church. And so it is, uh, so everything kind of happened. There's a few that have give to that, but I want you to, to, uh, do that. And, uh, we will, we will be receiving, we're going to receive an offering Sunday, Sunday night for that. And, uh, so be prepared to give and then we will receive another one two weeks later. So uh, if you want to put an IOU in the offering pan for the following two weeks, you can do that. But uh, just give us some kind of indication on uh, what we have and what we can expect to come in. So I ask you to do that. And um, I would much rather, of course, I hate to be doing it anyway uh, due to his death, but I would much rather be giving than receiving and uh, so it's always more blessing to give than it is to receive everybody says oh i'd like to i'd like to have a big offering coming in i'd like somebody to give me something well for someone to see the need to to give or have a desire to give you something they've got to see a need there and uh, i i certainly pray for the burgesses such tragic Tragic, tragic, tragic situation there. Um, 
Blake getting killed in an automobile accident. So let's pray for them. And uh, let's give as given to the Lord. And you cannot outgive God. Even during coronavirus, you can't outgive God. And with that being said, I would like to say thank you for all of you that has been very faithful in your giving. Because uh, you know and I know that bills continue to go and, and uh, things continue to uh, need to be paid and, and uh, all of that stuff. And so I thank you for being faithful in your tithing and offering. And I pray that the Lord richly, richly bless each and every one of you uh, for your giving. I want to welcome everyone that is joining us tonight that may be at home or in your automobile. If you're at home, I would like you to treat this as a church service, and I hope that you are worshiping God with us, along with us in your home, and uh, have your Bible. Let's have church. Amen. I feel, I feel something from the Lord, and I, I, hope, I hope that I can help you tonight and help all of us tonight. But I was reading my Bible, and uh, the last few days I have been in Nehemiah, and uh, these scriptures, very familiar passage of scripture, just come to my mind and kind of stuck in my mind. And I felt like talking about this for a little while tonight. Maybe this will be more like a little pastoral uh, ministry tonight rather than evangelistic ministry. And uh, due to all the situations that's going on, we've been kind of evangelistic for the last couple of months. But... I want to talk to you, and, and this is where I am starting, and uh, we will be looking, you don't have to stand because I'm not reading a scripture for a text tonight, but Nehemiah chapter number 6, that's what chapter we will be talking about tonight. But I want, I want to talk to us for the next few moments about distractions, distraction. Has anybody ever been distracted? Ooh, there was no one in school as distracted as I was. I was always distracted. You know, years ago when they built the school there in Stuttgart at the church, I went to um, I'm, I'm, uh, went to a private school. It wasn't always Christian, but I went to a private school, and uh, so I don't know what my daddy was thinking. When he built that first school building, but he built it in all the classrooms was glass windows. I mean, all the way, all the way on two sides of each room was glass windows. They had two block walls and two glass window walls. And you know what happens when you put kids in a room that they can see out of. And, uh, so I spent a lot of time looking at people drive down Park Avenue in Stuttgart. And uh, I spent a lot of time watching my daddy pull out of the driveway going fishing and leaving me. And uh, I watched a lot of activities that was going going on outdoors. And the teachers would always try to get our... But they were pretty much fighting a losing battle because I was distracted. Now, they got a little smarter on the next next uh, building that they they took the old church that we had moved out of and turned it into a school building. Uh, 
Well, it was block walls all the way around it. And you couldn't see anything. So you was just, you didn't have too much to focus on. But I found a way to still get distracted by <clears throat> shooting rubber bands across the room, uh, paper clips across the room. You could take out, now all you kids don't listen to this now, you could take out your eraser, break it out of the end of your pencil, and put a rubber band between your fingers and you could shoot that thing across the room. You occasionally could even get real good and maybe hit a teacher or two. But <clears throat> anyway, I was very easily distracted. I, um, then, then they, they thought of something else. They thought of building these little cubicles that you set in that had these boards down each side of them where, uh, you couldn't, you, you stuck your head up in that. And, uh, so you had to stay focused on your work. They tried that. That didn't work too good for me either because I could find something to, that would distract me inside that little cubicle. Now, we have all we have all been distracted one time or another in our life i i was how many now i don't want to confess about my driving capabilities but how many has ever just been driving and you're not really paying attention and you come into a little town and you drive through a little town and you look in your rearview mirror and you notice that there's a red light in your rear view mirror, and you think, was that light red, green, or yellow when I went through it? You ever did that? You don't even have to confess, but, but we get distracted. I, I, um, there's a lot, there's a lot said now about people getting distracted driving by their cell phone and all the trinkets that we have in our cars. That, uh, I mean, you got computers in your cars, you got GPS in your cars, you got all kinds of stuff, and then a cell phone. You don't need any more distractions than that. Just, uh, just, I think it was yesterday, Tony was telling me how great a driver that she is. Now, she hasn't been driving very long, but, but she's great at it. That's one of the greatest distractions that anybody has is when you think you're really good. Because things can get really bad really quick. That's the reason why you boys don't need to be doing a hundred mile an hour down the road. Because, um, because things can happen and you're, you're not good enough to drive in the Indianapolis 500, so don't be practicing. And because things can happen. A dog can run out in the middle of the road. Ask Dawn McKee. And, uh, well, not McKee now, but what is her last name now? Dodger Dawn. That's the reason why I call her Dodger Dawn, because she was dodging a dog and hit the ditch. But anyway, so anything can happen. A horse can run out in the road. Ask Sister Gala. There is, there is all kinds of things that can happen when, um, you're going too fast and you're distracted. Things get your attention and it can cause tragedy. 
And uh, it can cause it can cause harm. It can cause destruction. It can cause death uh, just by glancing down. There was a young lady uh, that that uh, I think she was in high school there in Beaumont that was driving and turned around. Now, this has been a few years ago. She was turned around and getting a CD that had fell in the floor and hit another car, I think, head on and lost her life. Because she was distracted from what was going on in front of her. So, I, you know, I, I, ride, I ride a bicycle and, and uh, I was riding this morning, matter of fact, riding yesterday morning. And uh, I was riding this morning on the road. And, and um, you know, when you're on the shoulder, Texas is, we're, we're blessed in Texas to have large shoulders. And, uh, but when you're on the shoulder of the road and somebody comes and they're right on the white line, that's pretty close when you're on a bicycle. And, uh, I've got a radar on the back of my bike that tells me on a little screen how close the car is and how many of them's coming up so I can look in my mirror and be prepared. And then they have those, those bumps on the side of the road. Woo! You want, you want to know what will make you hit the ditch quick when you're on a bicycle? is when somebody starts hitting those bumps. They can hit the ones in the center of the road, and I'll <laughs> let you have the shoulder. But the troublesome thing about this is, is people, people, you know, for the most part, now some of you might run over me on, on purpose, but for the most part, people don't just run over you on purpose. They run over you because they are distracted. And I think about... People using cell phones, and uh, sometimes I get to thinking about it so much, I just load up my bicycle in the back of my truck, and I go to Coots, and I ride on that trail to stay off of the road because I'm worried about people getting distracted and not paying attention and easing over on the side of the road and and ending my life, or um, and uh, worse than that, crippling me for life. But Anyway, so there, there is multiple ways, and the whole deal about it is, we've all been distracted. We have all been distracted, uh, from work. We have all been distracted from school. We have all been distracted from driving. Uh, we have all been distracted from our relationships. We have all been distracted, unfortunately, from serving God. Because distractions happen. Now, uh, what I what I want to bring to your attention tonight is in the in the book of Nehemiah, chapter six. Nehemiah, the whole book is talking about them going back to Jerusalem and rebuilding the temple that had been destroyed and rebuilding the wall that had been destroyed. Nehemiah was working on the wall. The temple evidently had already been completed because they tried to get him to go into the temple, but he would not. False prophet was telling him that, but he did not fall for that uh, advice. So the temple had already been completed, and uh, he had completed the wall. The Bible said that Nehemiah had completed the wall. Now we know that Samballot and Tobiah, uh, they and um, Gershan, they tormented him and tormented the children of Israel from start to finish. 
and tried to distract them from building the wall. Tried to uh, hold them back from building the wall. Tried to tell them why it would not work and why they should not be doing it. And so we find in chapter 6 that that um, Samballot and uh, Gishon came and... Uh, they, they told, they told Nehemiah, said, come with us down, or come with us to one of the villages in the plain of Ono. And, um, we, we want to talk to you and, and we want to have a discussion with you. And so, Nehemiah, Nehemiah knowing their intentions, now, all the commentaries here, and the Bible said they sought to do him mischief. But the commentary said what they was really going to do was assassinate him. That was their intentions to assassinate Nehemiah to stop the building of the wall and putting in the gates of the wall. And we, we cannot allow the devil to distract us from the Lord's work. The devil has all kinds of distraction. And don't ever forget, don't ever, ever, ever forget that Samballot, Tobiah, and Gishan is not your friends. The devil is not your friend. The devil is your enemy. The devil, the Bible said that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the devil's work. That's the devil's goal. That's the devil's ambition. That's what he's doing from the very beginning of time. That's what the devil started out doing in in the Garden of Eden. You know what happened? You know what happened in the Garden of Eden? That, 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 uh, Eve got distracted by what she seen on the tree. And the adversary, which, which, uh, presented itself as being her friend, distracted her from the commandments that God had given them that said, don't eat of the tree. She was distracted. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that, that she was really, I think she was so enticed by the serpent and so distracted from what God had said to where she really didn't even remember what God had told her. Because the devil has a way of distracting us. And then the end of that is the death of us spiritually. Amber alert. That should give all of us an alert tonight. The devil's trying to distract you. He did a good job. Somebody hadn't found their phone. But anyway, distractions come. And right behind that distraction comes another 
distraction. In this time that we are going through right now has been a very distracting and disturbing time in our life. I never, I've never lived in a time like this. You've never lived in a time like this. Two months ago, we would have said this was impossible to happen. That they could shut down the entire world and not just destroy the American economy, but the economy of the entire world. That they could bring fear into people's life and have people scared absolutely out of their mind. That they could have people reporting on their neighbor. That they could have people doing all kinds of foolishness. People chewing you out at Walmart because you don't have on gloves and a face mask. That you don't care. That's, that's what they think. You don't care and you're not concerned. Because this is a distracting time that we are living in. The sad thing about this time that it should help us realize how close to the second coming of Jesus Christ that we really are. And I want to tell you today, I want to tell you, I want to remind you, I do not believe that this is the end of the world. But I believe this has set some things in order for what is going to happen in the future. They never let a crisis go by without taking advantage of it. And trust me, when they can get American people, when they can get American people comfortable with drones flying over your head, making sure you're doing what they told you, we have lost our freedom as a free nation. That's not what America is about. We are living in distracting times. Now, now I am saying this, and I don't, man, you have to, you have to clarify everything that you say. I am not making light of the virus. The virus is real. I know the virus is real. I know that it's, it's deadly. I know that it can kill people. We are suffering from that right now. Of people that are suffering in this place tonight. Not, not that are sick here, I hope to God not, but, but that have loved ones that are suffering right now. I don't make light of that. But what I am saying is, they have done the, the, the authorities, whoever the authorities may be, have made a severe overreach into our American freedoms that we are never going to get back. When they find out that we're okay with that, let me remind you, let me remind you that gun violence kills over 30,000 Americans a year. They're dangerous. For all of you Southeast Texas rednecks, they're coming after your guns. And don't you think that they're not? They're coming after our freedoms. And we, as, as a nation, as a church, as a people of God, now I didn't come to talk about politics. That just, that just seems to crop up every time I preach. But, but let me tell you this. Let me remind you of this. This is distracting times. Don't let them distract you from the big picture that is going on. 
that big brother is watching you. Big brother's going to take care of you. We got another stimulus check. I haven't got one. And really, I don't care if I ever get one. Because I believe that every American should work and provide for their own self. Because somebody's got to pay it back. And the way it's going to get paid back is by the taxpayers. That's who's going to pay it back. Every time you pay your taxes, April the 15th, you're helping pay for somebody that refuses to go out and make a living for themselves. Now, now, so let's don't lose sight of the big picture. There's a crisis that's going on, and there are those in America that hates freedom, they hate church, they hate God. You know, it's amazing, it's amazing how, how worried they are about what's going on now with a virus, but they kill and abort I think it is 1,700 babies a day. And there is no problem with that. We have lost our moral compass as human beings. We've got, we can't get distracted, church. We can't get distracted by what is going on in the world. And the sad thing with all of this going on, you would think people would be flocking to the church wanting to get right with God. But the problem is, this has distracted people's mind. And it is, it is so upset uh, the American way of life to where we are willing to give up anything for somebody to keep us safe. It happened at 9-11. We gave up freedoms. Go to the airport. You think you got freedoms? Go to the airport. You'll find out you don't have any freedom. They'll, they'll, if they don't want to let you on a plane, they just won't let you on. That's just what they want to do at that particular time. If you get one of those people that's a that's an idiot and wants to be a, a horsey with you, so be it. They'll keep you there until you miss your flight. They don't care. Search you now. Now, does Brother Duplissy really fit the description of a terrorist? Light skin, blue eyes, <laughs> elderly. Kind of elderly, slow of getting around, but I've seen him hold him over there, searching him, asking him all kinds of questions, making him very upset, to say the least, because that's just what they wanted to do at the time. Now, now, how did I get off on all of this? I am sorry, but, but in this time, in this time, People's minds have gotten so distracted. Instead of going closer to God, people fall away from God. Instead of wanting more of God, people say, what's the use of serving God? I want to tell you today, church, if there's ever been a time where we need to get close to God, we are living in the last days and we need more of God.
Amen. 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 Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Amen. These are some things that distract people. What people say can distract you. What people say about you or about somebody else can get your mind so distracted that when they said it about you or you heard somebody said something about you that they really might not have even said, but you heard it and that's all you need to know, that every time you come to church and you see that person, you are distracted about what you heard that they said about you. You can't get distracted by the talk and the gossip of people. People have been gossiping since day one. And I promise you today, I promise you today, if I could stop people from gossiping, I would put my foot down and stop it. But the only way that we can stop people from talking is get a big knife and cut out people's tongues. And I just refuse to go that far. Amen. That's the reason why you need to speak in tongues often, 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 often. Because that tongue is an unruly member that no man, I can't tame it, you can't tame it, I can't even tame my own tongue. But I tell you what can tame it, a good Holy Ghost apostolic prayer meeting where I surrender it to God and God starts taking control of it. You can't get distracted by what people say. Amen. If I got distracted by what people say, I would never go to church. But you know what? I ain't serving God for you or nobody else. I'm serving God and preaching the gospel. You didn't call me to preach. God called me to preach. Amen. And it doesn't matter what some long-tongued, gossiping, devil-possessed, idiot has to say about it. Amen. You can't get distracted by that. You as a saint of God cannot get distracted by what somebody else is saying. Amen. It won't work. That won't work. Why are you doing that? Nehemiah, why are you putting that rock in the wall like that's never going to work. If a fox walks upon it, it'll crumble down. You're never going to get the wall built. That's not the way you do it. Those people that say that's not the way you do it and it never works, never done anything in their life anyway. I want to tell you what will work. Building your life upon the basic Bible principles will work now. It worked then. It'll work tomorrow. It'll work a hundred years from now. If the Lord tarries, it works. Amen. You can't get distracted by what the devil says. 
Amen. What the devil says about you, you've got to understand the devil is a ball-faced, pitchfork-carrying liar. That's what he is. And you can't get distracted when the devil says, you can't live for God. You're a failure. You're just a mistake. The devil's a liar. And you can't allow the devil to distract you from living for God. Amen. Amen. The devil tells you what you are and what you can be and what you're not going to be and what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Amen. It's time for some of you to get mad at the devil. Get a good old godly madness about you and throw a good old godly fit right up in the devil's grill and say, devil, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not distracted by who and what you say I am. You're a liar. Amen. Amen. You made a mistake yesterday, so the devil says you're a failure. Amen. You made a mistake last week and you repented, and the devil says you're a failure, and you're going to do the same old thing. What you've got to do is get up from repenting. Get your head set toward Jesus Christ and say, devil, I'm not what you say I am. I'm what Jesus says I am, and I'm more than a conqueror through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. 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 You can't get distracted by the news of this world and all of the negative stuff that's going on in the news. I tell you what, I've been listening to the news. I've been reading the newspaper. I've been reading the news Man, I've, I've been, been up on the news. I finally, every time I got in my truck, Fox News was on. I finally, about a week ago, I punched the station. I said, I'm going to listen to some music and try to get happy for a while. Hey man, I, I, you know, like the president or not like the president, that's your, that's your choice. Just don't vote Democrat. But, but, uh, anyway, like him or not like him. When he talks, he tries to bring some positive thoughts and some positive words into the, uh, the, the place wherever he's speaking. And everybody else, oh man, he don't know what he's talking about. He told people that you are to inject yourself with Mr. Clean or Lysol. How stupid. That's not what he said at all. But that's what they want to say that he said. Amen. I read the transcript of what he said. He did not say that. Amen. The devil is always trying to bring every negative thought that he can because the news bombards our mind with Garbage, with garbage, with garbage. Amen. Good things don't make the news, but it's bad things that makes the news. Amen. What we need to do is get out of Fox News and get out of Beaumont Enterprise and get into the Word of God and read some good news and fill our mind with something positive every once in a while. Amen. These things are distracting. It sets us up with anxiety. 
Amen. It makes us where we cannot function. And where all craziness is going on in our life. And we, we, we feel like, man, I, I tell you what, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I have ever felt like I felt through this, this crisis that we've been in. I don't have a problem with depression. I've never had a problem with depression. I don't have a problem with anxiety. Amen. I've had, I've had them. I just wanted to see one time. I was going through something that was pretty serious. I said, check my blood pressure and see if my blood pressure's up. Because I'm really disturbed about some stuff. Blood pressure was fine. I said, I don't have a problem with anxiety. The devil can't bother me. But I want to tell you, through this deal, the devil has attacked my mind. And I got to looking at this and I got to bring in scenarios and boy this is going to happen and that's going to happen and this is going to crash and that's crashing and and the world is turned upside down. You know what I've done? I was reading the Bible. I try to read the Bible every day but I got into the book of Psalms and I said what I'm going to do through this is I'm just going to read the book of Psalms until I get some joy and some peace in my life. Amen. we got to get our head back in the book of the Bible. That is some good news. Amen. God is my strength. God is my rock. God is my shelter. God is my fortress. Whom shall I fear? And whom shall I be afraid? God is my everything. You don't need another pill to calm down your anxiety. Amen. The Holy Ghost will work just fine. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, you're no medical doctor. No, but I am a spiritual doctor. And the Word of God tells me that the Holy Ghost is able to change and work in every situation. If you don't have any joy, you need the Holy Ghost. If you don't have any peace, you need the Holy Ghost. If you don't have any victory, you need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The news, the stuff, the craziness. Amen. People shooting one another. Amen. How many, how many homicides is it now since, since this has been going on in Beaumont? Is it six? I think it is. People killing one another. They already said there's a spike in, in drug use. There's a spike in murders. There's all of these crazy things going on. And they keep pumping our mind with fear, with fear. If it's not, if it's not, uh, the virus, it's the Chinese is gonna kill us. If it's not the Chinese gonna kill us, uh, it's the little funny, funny looking man with the weird haircut in Korea is gonna kill us. If he don't kill us, uh, it's the hornets that's gonna kill us. Uh, there's things everywhere. There's things, there's things lurking around. Uh, and there's something here out to get you. Uh, but I come to tell you tonight, you can't let your mind and your spirit get distracted by all of the chaos. Because in the middle of the chaos, I've got to work for God. I've got to work for God. I've got to work for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't let your, let your, your life, your spiritual walk with God get distracted 
by with the sin that is going on. Oh, somebody in the church. Sin. Mm. Oh, really? Probably on a daily basis you want to know the truth. Because we are human. And the Bible said all. Everybody say all. That's including you. All have sinned and come short. Oh, I just can't go to church with them, you know, because I've seen them doing such and such, and they posted on Facebook that they did this and they went there. So I, where have you been? What'd you say? What'd you look at? What'd you do? <laughs> oh, but I'm preaching right now. But you know what they brought? They brought, they brought a woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. They caught her. As one preacher said, who were they? Where were they at? How did they catch her? Where was him? I tell you where him was, him was standing there with a the rock in his hand. But Jesus did never condone the sin. And as a pastor, I never condone sin. But Jesus stooped down and he probably started writing the names of the guys that was standing there in that, in that circle that had been with that very same woman. And then he said, you that are without sin, Go ahead and throw the first stone. Mm. That just kind of changes the way you look at things. Because we all know that we have sin and come short of the glory of God. And none of us deserve to be here tonight. But it's only by the mercy and the grace of God. Well, he committed adultery. She committed adultery. This one's living with that one. And that one did this. And that one, that one said this. And that one went there. And that one had this. And that one got him a TV. And that one's watching a movie. And I've seen that one look. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. That's what the devil's using to distract you. And you're just as sinful as the one that's committing the sin. Because he's got you distracted so much that you can't focus on your relationship with God. Because you're worried about who's shouting next to you. They can't shout because I know what they did. But what about if they repented? But you're so distracted, you allow that to get your victory and to get your joy and to get your happiness and to get your miracle. You can't get distracted by what's going on in a sinful world around you. Woo! Hallelujah! I better hurry up. Amen. You can't get distracted. Now, this is a big one here. You can't get distracted by what people are saying on social media. What they are posting on social media. Some people don't like the church. Some people don't like me. Some people don't like you. 
But what, what happens is when we start getting into these conversations, that's the reason why you shouldn't even have it, because it's a distraction anyway. Woo, that was one of the weakest amens I believe I ever got in my life. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Okay, now let me just say it like this. There are people that has problems. Anybody, anybody have a weakness? I'm not going to make you confess what it is. But anybody got a weakness? You know where that weakness is? You know what really just, and how the devil tricks you up? Now, the way that you keep from falling is you build up a wall and you protect yourself from that weakness. And that helps protect you. Now, I want to tell you, some people have a problem with gossip. Some people say, oh, I don't post, I just read. I don't ever say anything, I just read it. I just like to know what's going on. That's gossiping. That's exactly what it is. You're reading gossip. That's what gossip is. And you're taking pleasure in those that do so. And so if you've got a problem with that, the last thing you need to do is be on social media. The last thing you need to do is hook up with somebody in the church that likes to gossip if you like to gossip. Because that's going to be a gossiping fest. No, you don't want to be around that because that distracts you. That will destroy your relationship with God. Now, I don't know if I've ever preached any better than what I'm preaching right now. Amen. That's, that's the truth. That is the truth. Gossip destroys you and it destroys everybody else around you. And so when you have a problem with these things, you need to build up walls. Certain people, you know, you want to be nice to, but that's just not the people that I really want to get in a long conversation with. Because you know where it's going before you even go. Well, so, so, Now, I'm not the gossiping type, but <laughs> did you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might have stole some of your line there. <laughs> That's distractions. That's distractions. And don't ever forget, don't ever forget when that person that you are having that conversation leaves and you are no longer there and they're with somebody else, you know who's going to take that person's place. You are going to be this number one subject. And they're going to discuss all of your faults and all of your failures and what they dislike about you. And so these things get out of hand. And it starts hurting people. 
and it distracts people from the work. This is what, let me, well, I'm telling you, I'm running out of time. I'm trying to hurry. But this is what Nehemiah said. I found it very interesting in, in the Bible, in the concordance, you, or, or in the uh, commentaries of the Bible. You can look through there and find what the key verse is to every book. What, what the key verse, and everything just kind of connects to that verse. Now, I was looking at Nehemiah, and I was, I, I was trying to figure out, you know, the writer, Nehemiah, and what, he, what his thoughts was. And, and the writer is not definitely known, but... You know, there is great indication that it is Nehemiah. But they, they said the key verse is Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse number 3. And chapter 6 is where I, and, and this is a verse that I have underlined in my Bible. And it says, after his reply to them, when they said, come down and uh, let's go to uh, one of the villages in the plain of Ono, one guy said, he said, oh no, I ain't coming down. But, but let's go to one of the plains and they sought to do him mischief. Verse number three says, and when I sent messengers to, unto them, saying he wouldn't even talk to them. Ooh, that's a good way to do the devil. And when I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? I am doing a great work. That's what this whole, this whole book is centered on. The great work that the children of God was doing and how the children of the adversary was trying to stop the work that was in progress. He said, oh no, I'm not going to the plane of oh no, I'm not even spending time talking to you because I am doing a great work and the work shall not cease while I go to spend a little time with you that's trying to destroy me. Amen. What you're going to have to do if you're going to live for God, you're going to have to make a statement and put your foot down and put your hand in the Bible and the Word of God and say, I'm not coming down. I'm not stopping. I'm doing a great work and I'm not going and being distracted by the adversary of my soul. Hallelujah. They come to the music tonight. I'm closing. A great work. Don't forget what God has called you for. Salvation, being saved, is the greatest thing that's ever going to happen to us. That's number one, folks. That's more than getting rich. That's more than having a big house. That's more than having a great family. Being saved. Being saved. Just being saved. You cannot get distracted 
while you're on this journey walking with God. You cannot get distracted while you're living for God. You cannot allow your life to get distracted by all that's going on around us from getting, keeping our focus on our goal. And that's where I'm going. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm building a wall. I'm repairing the temple. I'm setting up the gates of the city. And I cannot be distracted. I come to this place. I come back to Jerusalem with a purpose and a goal in mind. And some ballot, Tobiah, Gershan, I will not be distracted by what you're saying and what you're doing and the things that are going on around me. I've got my mind made up. I wonder tonight, have you got your mind made up that no matter what happens in life, no matter what goes on in life, no matter what takes place in life, I've got my mind made up. I'm doing a great work. I will not be distracted. I will not be turned away. I will not back down. I will not quit doing the Lord's work. I am going to be saved. I've made up my mind. I've already made up my mind. The devil's come too late to distract me from serving God. Amen. I want everybody to like me. I got feelings just like everybody else has got feelings. But this one thing I do know, if nobody likes me, God still loves me. And because nobody else likes me is not going to destroy my walk with God. Because I've got my mind made up. I will not be distracted. I will not be distracted. What about you tonight? What are you going to do when distractions come? What decision are you going to make when distractions come? What are you going to do when somebody says something about you? You're just going to throw in a towel and say, oh, I can't make it. What would you do if somebody spit in your face? Some of you take your gun out and shoot them. What would you do if somebody put a crown of thorns on your head? What would you do if somebody falsely accused you? What would you do if somebody took you before the great church of all the saints of God and all the political leaders and lied on you? What would you do if somebody took you and tied you to a post and beat you? What would you do if someone nailed you to a cross? He said, Father, forgive them. And you are going to get distracted because somebody said something about you? You've got to be kidding me.
You're going to get distracted because somebody said something about the church? You've got to be kidding me. You're going to get distracted because somebody hurts your feelings? Are you serious? The Bible plainly tells us offenses will, will, will come. Because the devil's always trying to distract people. You've got to be tougher than that. You've got to be bigger than that. You've got to have a greater dedication to God than that. Don't get distracted. I tell all of you that are listening on the internet, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. It's tough being out of church. That's not the way that God created us. But during this time, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. We're too close to the end. Amen. We're too close to the end. Keep your mind set on what God is doing and what God is going to do. Let's worship Him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. What I need, God, is more of you. Why don't you lift up your hands, lift up your voice. I need more of you, Lord. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your touch. I need your mercy, God. I need your peace. I need your hope, God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, reach out to the Lord. Sing it from your heart tonight. More of you, God. I need more of you, God. We know we need more of Him, but how many wants more? More than anything, I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, more of you, Holy Ghost. Help us today. Help us today not to get distracted. Help us not to get distracted by this world, Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We need you. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We're depending on you, Lord. Yes, God. Your help. Your touch. Your hope. Your peace. Your strength. More of you, oh God. More of you, oh God. 
Hallelujah. Let God touch you tonight. Let God help you tonight. Let God strengthen you tonight. Let God pour out His blessings on you tonight. Let God give you some peace tonight. I encourage you that are at home, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Let God give you peace tonight. Let God give you help. Let God give you strength. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. More of you, more of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. Your help, God. Your touch, Jesus. I love you, I love you, I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I glorify you, God. I glorify you, God. I magnify you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lesson myself, oh God, and more of you. Lesson myself and more of you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Your help, your help, your help. Your help, God. Your help, God. Your hope, your strength, your touch today, God. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. More of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and let's worship Him right now. Oh, God, I pray for more of you in my life. More of you in my life, God. In Jesus' name, help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Jesus' name. Distractions. Distractions can so easily happen. They can so easily happen. Distractions. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful because things can get your attention. And stop the progress in your life. Amen. Lord bless you tonight. Appreciate you being faithful to the house of God. Let's remember to pray for those who have already been requested. God would help and touch and strengthen them. Remember church Sunday morning. Brother Duplessis will be preaching here. Be faithful to the house of God. Lord bless you. Don't shake hands.